Now let's take a look at some of those FANG names, the tech sector. Daniel Newman's with us, founding partner, principal analyst at Futurum Research. Daniel, thanks for being with us. So, um, a tough week here. We're really at session lows of, of the day at this moment. A tough week overall as the selling continues and we're at the lowest point since mid-March. Um, is there opportunity? Because we're waiting on some earnings on some of these big names, Microsoft, Apple, Alphabet, tell me. Yeah, hey there, sorry, um, hit that mute button. Um, yeah, we're seeing a really significant disconnect from how these tech companies are performing and how the market is reacting. And of course, there's been a lot of negative sort of sentiment around uh, Fed policy, tightening, inflation, interest rates, but the early indications of the first few tech companies reporting, barring Netflix, which has been on a downward spiral for some time, has been good. We look at Tesla, IBM showed double-digit growth. Um, I put an op-ed out this week, and my thesis is tech is pretty deflationary, and especially on the enterprise side, companies like Microsoft, um, Alphabet, I believe are going to show very strong earnings in the coming week. And I even just use the thesis that TSMC's really strong semiconductor numbers are going to be a leading indicator that also companies like AMD and Qualcomm should see good numbers as well. Yeah, I, I want to get to the AMD and Qualcomm's in a minute, but l first let's just stick with the big picture here because how good do the earnings really need to be? You know, is it, does it need to be a beat and a raise? Um, is meeting the streets expectations okay? Because, you know, in the last round, we really saw that you had to beat and raise in a big way to have market like your stock. Yeah, I think the sentiment is, is so negative right now that the disconnect has become increasingly significant and that the market, I don't know if even a beaten raise right now is enough to really create a lot of buying uh, momentum for any name. However, if right. you are going going to make the bet, you look at the Apples, Alphabets, Microsofts, and you know they're down 15%, 20%, whereas most tech names on the NASDAQ have seen 40, 50, and 60%. So the money's gonna have to go somewhere. And with all the inflation, the dollar down in value, you're going to want to be in somewhere. And I think the value trade has been a little bit overplayed. This has been going on for five or six months now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just, you know, before I move on, I do want to get to those semis. But so the names Microsoft, Apple, and Google Alphabet are the names that you like in this group. You think Meta, Facebook hit some headwinds, and Netflix no longer growth. It's out. I, I said Netflix is out. Fang is over. We're on to mama. Um, and yeah, even Meta is is at risk right now. You've seen they've fallen below $200. Um, the IDFA, the Apple changes to the privacy policy are big headwinds. And if the market does come into recession, a lot of those small business advertisers are going to be thinking, do they want to put their dollars with, with Meta, with Facebook, where they don't have as good a targeting right now? The conversion rates are at risk and those costs are still significant. So that being said, let's move on and talk about some of the semis. I mean, you have names in here that you're focusing on, like AMD, like Taiwan Semi. And there's been a lot of talk that, on the one hand, everything needs chips, you know, what it's going to be the best demand over the next decade. And on the other side of the coin, you know, there's a lot of talk about slowdowns for chips overall. Why is that? And which side of the camp are you on? Well, 
TSMC reported they were one of the first to go in this wave, and they not only beat um, on the top and the bottom, but they also raised guidance for the full year. TSMC produces 90% or so of the leading edge chips they produce for Qualcomm, AMD, NVIDIA, AWS, other names. And all of that to me is a leading indicator that the demand that has been pent up throughout the pandemic for everything from automotive to smartphones and televisions and you know smart mattresses, that demand is still there. Consumer spending, I heard on your last segment, is still strong. Um, despite some of the negativity in the marketplace, and everything runs on chips. So while I do see potentially some of the discretionary, maybe upgrades to new smartphones or new televisions could slow down, even some of the automotive purchasing, we've got so much pent up demand. And then, like I said, in the enterprise, the deflationary aspects of technology, automation, AI, data, cloud computing, those are gonna improve operations and companies are gonna invest. And I thought IBM's strong quarter was a good leading indicator of the fact that that enterprise business is really robust. So you start to see the tie together between strong chip demand, the fabulous chip makers, which I mentioned by name, the NVIDIA's, AMD's, and Qualcomm's, and then of course the companies that need that technology to run the cloud, the servers, the content that they're streaming, or the chips that go in the automobiles. So I'm relatively positive, but I'm not sure that the market disconnect is gonna care until some other factors become more clear in terms of long-term monetary policy. Yeah, and Tesla's been working on its own chips that it can rewrite um, as, as needed. Any thoughts on Tesla or Twitter? I mean, they're sort of tech related. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, Tesla had a tremendously good quarter and that obviously speaks to that continued demand. Uh, he's forecasting 50 to 60% growth and he's looking out into the year. He's looking at the supply constraint, how he's gonna overcome, um, as in Musk, how he's gonna overcome all this, how he's gonna deal with the supply chain, the new factories that he's opening. And he expects to have pricing elasticity. You're seeing he's been able to raise prices and people continue to buy. I think the Twitter thing, people are sort of saying, oh, he needs to stay focused or that's a problem. But Musk seems to be very disciplined in finding leaders to run the businesses. He works seemingly 24 hours a day. Um, and he has the ability to work on a project like SpaceX, or in this case, it could be Twitter, um, and at the same time, continue to focus on the growth of Tesla. I, I actually could see this happening. I know there's a lot of people that don't see it, but I wouldn't underestimate his resolve and his interest and the fact that I think the shareholders of Twitter want it more than the board seems to want it with that poison pill that uh, they adopted last week. And that's why, you know, that's why that tender offer might be a good way to go because that basically bypasses the board members and really takes it straight to the shareholders and he has secured financing. Um, we'll have a lot to talk about, Daniel. Thank you so much. Thanks for expanding our conversation too. So it sounds like you're a Musk fan and um, that's important to note. Appreciate it. Daniel Newman of Futurum Research. Thanks.